Welcome back to the Kendra Treasures podcast, a podcast about entrepreneurship and small business ownership from a creative's perspective. Join me as I interview other small business owners, entrepreneurs, and some creatives to learn about their journeys, struggles, and successes. Today's episode is brought to you by a Fighter for Life boxing gym located at 1897B Metropolitan Parkway, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook at a fighter number four life or check out their website www.afighterforlife.com for today's episode i brought in a very special guest mr nathan williams <laughs> or as most people may know him mr nasty nate but also my husband um so nate introduce yourself hey what's going on it's your boy you already know nasty nate uh nate williams uh one fourth of the williams bunch i'm here Fighter, fighter in uh, two aspects of life. Um, I mean, I guess three. If you uh, shout out to my boy uh, Ramon Ali, fighter for life. So, fighter for life, um, firefighter, and a uh, MMA fighter. As you know, uh, one of the best M- uh, featherweights unsigned to a major organization. But that's soon. That's soon. Get ready to change. We're going to change that up very soon. Okay, so a lot of people are probably wondering, like, why did you bring your husband on the show? Why is he here? So um, I brought you here today to talk about being your business. So earlier we talked about you pretty much embody your business. You are the business of what Nasty Nate is. You are the brand. And yeah, so when I say that, I'm speaking to the fact that you are the business. You are the embodiment of your business and your brand because of what you do. So tell me about how that has affected you positively or negatively as far as building this brand and being this fighter, being this you're kind of an influencer, all of that? Um, I'm kind of narcissistic. So, I mean, I kind of like everything to be about me. So, <laughs> in, in that aspect, that's, that's kind of building the brand. So, putting everything out there, trying to get... Uh, from the social media, trying to get social media followers. Uh, and matter of fact, follow me on uh, Instagram, <laughs> nasty nasty Nate underscore MMA yep. uh, on on IG, Nathan Williams on Facebook. But um, well yeah, just making sure you know, um, having content out there on Instagram on social media uh, that people want to see, so people can just get to kind of know you uh, more than just the fighter. But you have to also put out fight content so people can get to know you as the fighter also. Um, so I think it's kind of been just uh, positive and negative because, I'm, I mean, I'm only 33, but I feel like I'm getting older older and lost in the, not in the, in the game, but in the, lost? in the, in the social media sometimes like lost as in like advertisement and, and just, you know, keeping up with the trends and the editing aspect and, and um, you know, just making the videos pop and adding all the little intricates that that other people who are a young younger generation may have in their videos. So um, that's probably the negative aspect. But the positive aspect, like I said, I, I like to promote myself. Um, I like to talk. I like to, you do like to talk. advertise my brand, <laughs> um, Nasty Nate. You know, so uh, it, it it though that's it. Both both positive and negative. Right. So when you talk about kind of keeping up with the trends um, of what the younger people are doing, is it Gen Gen Z? Gen yeah, Gen Z is I below us so. because we're considered millennials. Yeah. 
So like we basically invented the internet and they are now like kind of taking over. So what are some things that you think you could do um, to help yourself in that aspect of promotion? Like I know recently you got a more serious kind of manager for mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. um, as a fight. And I know in my episode with Miss Regina, she talked about how she has people around her to help her. Like she doesn't just do it by herself. But I know you personally, so I've been watching <laughs> you uh, for the last, like, what, seven years? Maybe seven weeks? years in November. Yeah, so, like, seven years I've been watching you um, kind of grow yourself from an amateur to a professional, mm. and you've always been the person who does all of your marketing and all of your talking for yourself. You don't, you don't usually let other people be your mouthpiece. So was that kind of a big hurdle for you to cross over? What made you decide you needed a manager or somebody to help you as far as that goes? Uh, really, it was just learning. Um, like you said, back in the day, I picked all my fights. I would, you know, negotiate from contracts, how much I was getting paid to how much they were going to pay for travel to where what hotel we were staying in to all those, all those just little intricate things within a fight contract that people are not really um, aware of. And just in that aspect, um, me being a, trying to be a manager of myself and also a fighter, I kind of didn't also, didn't always pick the right fights. Right. Or I would, maybe it'd be the right fight later, but I'd take the fight, you know, with a high ego. And it probably wasn't the right time to take that fight in my in that point in my career so just taking the bumps and bruises like i'm 10 and 6 right now right um you know though those six losses that i do have it, it wasn't like i was getting beat up it was more of just i kind of just beat myself and that just comes and comes up back down to you know taking the right fights at the right time a lot of time uh a few times it was money driven um with the a64 promotion that came and gone within a year's time they they were they were they were gone so fast but i mean it was a money grab because the amount of money that we made that i made you know fighting for those guys you know it was it was a good amount of money to be on the local scene and yeah and i think that promotion also for you it was kind of bigger than any promotion you had ever fought for like they were paying for your hotel and you were fighting in the same hotel that you were staying mm -hmm. in whereas before we had stayed in some some motels, backyard, yeah, backwoods, like, yeah, <laughs> going to some of these fights. So that was like you were in the spotlight. So I think that was a little different. But um, you spoke a little bit about choosing your ego, and you know, the other night I was watching that LeBron James show, The Shop, and you were asleep at this point. But how <laughs> <laughs> you my rest? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had said this really great thing about pride over progress. And he said, don't let your pride stunt your progress. So do you think that that's a true statement? Or have you ever uh, felt like you maybe did let your pride stunt your progress? And as a small business owner, because you are your small business, um, how has that affected you? Uh, yeah, like just that goes back to um, a fight that I had when I fought a guy. I went up 10 pounds heavier. I fight at 145. But I took a fight at one fifty five versus versus a guy. He came and then he came in ten pounds heavier right. than the contracted weight. So he essentially came in one hundred sixty five pounds, and the fight was contracted at one fifty five. And me, once again, my ego. Right. I was like, ah, oh, it's all right, bro. We gonna fight anyway. I'm I'm 
in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to beat you up anyway. I've, I've trained with you before a little bit here and there. And in those training sessions, I got the best of them, you right. know. Um, so I brought that in. Like I said, my pride, I was like, oh, man, not thinking and not in the right mind of thinking that, hey, he's going to be substantially larger than I am tomorrow when right. we do fight. And that's going to play into an account because that's why we do have weight classes is, you know, to take away that that uh, weight that weight advantage. But going into that fight, he had the weight advantage. And that cost me, you know, cost, cost me, a, cost me a, a loss on my record. Right. And if, if I would have just been smart about it, I would have just, I should have just taken the show money because I made, I made the contract to wait, taking the show money, not have fought and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry, we're not going to fight tomorrow because you're too heavy. And not have taken a loss for that, but I mean, and in and, and this sport they call losses learns. Uh, you didn't lo- you didn't you didn't really lose. You, you you just learned. But you know, I'm I've learned six times, and I think six times is <laughs> is enough learning lessons to to go around. So yeah, it's something that I talked about in my last episode. Which fun fact, he hasn't heard my last episode yet because I haven't released it yet. But. <laughs> Um, I talked about how failure was a part of the process and you don't look at failure as you fail. Just look at it as another opportunity for yourself to learn Mm -hmm. and to grow. Definitely. Um, So I think that in your field of business, it's a lot easier. It's not easier to look at it like that in the sense like because when you lose, you're down about like losing and you're like oh fuck i lost i failed the highs and the highs right the highs and the highs and And when it's low it's low in your field in particular um and it can be like that with any small business like you know with the waste bees like when i'm not selling i'm not selling Mm -hmm. like it's and i can put out as much stuff as i want to put out um but i have learned that consistency is key and i think that you have also learned that as a fighter like you have to be more consistent in terms of taking care of yourself eating right (laughs) um you already go to the gym like that's your second home but like you know just being consistent in certain aspects of your business to make you a better business person Mm -hmm. Um, because that's what you are essentially a business person um even though it may not seem like that from the outside looking in but i guess i just kind of have a different look no i mean it. it's a it's definitely it's a brand um you like you said you want people to just follow you on on social media that because after you get so many social media follow so so many social media likes that can that can generate revenue you want people to if you put out merchandise like t-shirts and fight shirts and fight gear and fight right. kits you want people to Go ahead and purchase those those items. So I mean, that's that's business in itself. That's marketing in itself. And you want people to to, to talk about you. You want people to talk about you. Tell tell the next person. You know what I'm saying. And that that also puts get your name out there, builds your brand. And the business is about building that brand. So I mean, the brand Nasty Nate, which and I didn't even, I didn't even want the name back in the day. Shout out to my boy Marquez. <laughs> Uh, he gave me that name, and it kind of just you know. They always say your yeah. They always say your nickname is never it's never picked. It's it's given. So, um, so yeah. So just building that brand, nasty Nate. I mean, there's even if you, I'm I'm Google worthy now. You know what I'm saying? Not you to toot my own horn. Too too. But uh, he's a Leo. Also, you guys know I always <laughs> have to shout out uh, my my guests. Their um astrology astrological signs. He's a Leo. If you couldn't tell already. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So um. Just there's a couple of nasty nates 
I think there's like one other guy. Yeah, there uh, are a couple. Nasty Nate Jennerman. He's in uh, Sheboygan. He's from Sheboygan. Um, what was that, like Ohio or something? I have no idea where Milwaukee, I want to say. Um, and <laughs> we're actually sure? friends on Facebook. Yeah, we're actually friends on Facebook. Uh, but uh, so I just have to differentiate myself. And then there's a, another Nate Williams that fights uh, MMA, but he's a Hispanic guy. He's a 125 or so. Me and him look, you can kind of tell the difference between us <laughs> if you actually pay attention. But just trying to, you know, like I said, once again, build that brand and differentiate myself from those other Nate. The other nasty Nates. Nate try to bees. <laughs> oh, my God. The other nasty Nates out there. Out there. So, okay, here's another question. What have been some of the challenges that you face within the MMA world? So, I know you talked about your fight that you took with Homie, who was way overweight. And I believe if I was in there, I would have told you not to take it. But we don't have to go there. That's, and that's also when we had just had Sam, too. Do you remember that? We had just had Sam. Yeah. Okay, so tell tell me about, or tell us about the listeners. <laughs> um what have been some challenges that you faced within the MMA world? Uh, from remember when we first got together, um, I took that fight. I was still an amateur, and went to Mississippi, and I got kicked in the face. And um, mm-hmm. you know, most fights, my I broke my nose, and most people you might be looking like, oh my god, you broke your nose. It's terrible. Most and nose breaks. It was actually very terrible. Yeah, but most 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 times you break your nose. I'm not downplaying. I got you. I got you. I got you. Most times you break your nose. Um, it'll set left or right, and the time, and it'll heal in a few weeks. If you do nothing about it, it'll self heal. But this time, I I broke my nose and my fractured, I fractured my cheekbones. My I shattered my the bridge of my nose, so it collapsed, fully collapsed. Um, I had to have two blood. I had to have six blood transfusions, plastic surgery. I have a titanium plate in my face. From my nose down, and it, I have a titanium plate that also goes across the length of both cheekbones. Um, I was in the hospital for in and out the hospital months. for a couple months, um, just with the plastic surgery and all that. And that was from a free fight. Like I didn't even get paid. The promoter was like, "Hey, thanks, right. <laughs> and thanks for fighting for me, bro." Yeah, I think that was another pride over progress moment for you, though, because. That was another flashy fight. That one was in a casino. Yeah. We were also staying in the casino. Yeah, Gold Nugget yeah. in Mississippi. Yep. That was a that was another flashy, flashy fight for you. Yeah. And I, it was traumatic. Yeah, it was a learning lesson too. I learned some things. Uh once again, one of those uh losses that you take to learn. Uh just about nutrition. I remember I was You had a terrible weight cut. Eating Doritos. I would eat the bag of Doritos and drink a power ape and Count and you know and go and count that as a meal and I mean it was just you know like I said I was an amateur so I was fighting for free I was still you know learning, learning trying to figure it all out so but that right there is probably so nutrition was something that you had that you has been a struggle or has been something that you've a big learning curve for you yeah because you you didn't share this with them but you come from a wrestling background mm-hmm. so you were used to cutting weight in the way that. Um, high school wrestlers cut weight. <laughs> <laughs> and you were a collegiate wrestler, though. Yeah. yeah. But, Shout out to Gardner Webb. Yeah. G G Dub. Yeah. So you uh, were used to cutting weight, not necessarily the right way, but the easy way, the quick way, or the way that seems like it's the easy way. Mm-hmm. And then how, tell everybody how you kind of got on track 
and got hooked up with getting your weight cut the right way. You can tell them about like, you know, because you had like a, you had somebody hooking you up at one point, like a nutritionist. Yeah, I had a nutritionist, uh, the fight doctors, uh, Dr. Kramer, the Kramer brothers out in uh, South Carolina. And they, they actually helped me for a title fight that I had, which, man, out. I fight at 45, and I'm actually a big featherweight. I'm considered a big featherweight for my weight class. So making 45 in itself is a, is a struggle. You see it. The, it takes about eight weeks out, uh, eight to ten weeks of dieting um, on top of, you know, uh, immense amount of cardio. So uh, they they helped me out. And I, I came in that fight at 143. I was actually very low. Uh, the contracted weight was 145 even, and I came in at 143. And I haven't been 143 since, literally since since high school when I actually fought at, I mean, I actually wrestled at 145 in high school, mm-hmm. competed at 149 in college. So um, that kind of showed me, kind of, I already, I already kind of knew what to do. Um, I mean, I would, you know, be hard-headed and kind of press the issue of my own. But working with them kind of showed me, like, okay, a lot of things that I were doing, that I was doing was already correct. And then it kind of tweaked some of the things that, you know, some of the things that I also was doing, too, and showed me the right way to do, you know, uh, different aspects of the weight cut. Right. And I feel like after that, you really uh, started to kind of flourish in the fight game once you got your eating right, Um, especially for weight cuts, because it's very important. And a lot of people don't know this, but it's very important to have a healthy weight cut in the fight game. Yeah, have a a healthy diet. Healthy nutrition, yeah. not even a diet, healthy, healthy, healthy like, lifestyle. Yeah, to stay healthy um, during these moments. <laughs> so, well, tell me another challenge. Okay, so we talked about your weight cut uh, learning curve. What's another challenge that you had? Uh, balancing training and family life. That's <laughs> that's that's the constant struggle um, because. To do this, to competing, I'm I'm not just trying to be the best in Georgia. I mean, I am. If you like, I said, Google me. I am the best, <laughs> number one in Georgia, number one in South Carolina. I'm top, top eight, top ten in the Southeast, top fifty in the nation right now. In my in my weight class. So I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to compete with the guys who are the best in the nation, who are the best in the world, uh, making it to the UFC. And not just making it, but competing there. So I mean, there these guys are training twice a day. They do nothing but train. And I, so I, I have a family. I have, you know, like I said, you two full time job. Yeah, a full time job. A firefighter, shot to the cat, fire rescue. <laughs> uh, we out here, um, full time job. So just trying to, you know, make sure that I don't slack on the things that I have to do as a firefighter. Uh, and the things that I have to do as a father and the uh, things that I have to do as a husband trying to keep, you know, keep our, our spark our spark lit <laughs> and try to make sure that, you know, that I'm just, uh, that the boys remember when it's all said and done that their dad was just there to spend time with them. You know what I'm saying? So, but I also have to be at the gym. Right. <laughs> I mean, I have to be at the gym. So it helps that I have gym equipment here at the house that I can work out and get get my thing on in the morning. But just you know, going to the gym is a must. So getting to the gym in the evening, and you know, with you with your new promotion, you're working now. So mm-hmm. us having to balance me watching the boys, you getting home in time, or sometimes you have to stay later, and I have to miss 
critical moments of the gym that I did I feel like critical you know moments. that for critical hours because I mean it takes hours. a little it takes a little it takes a little time to get down there especially in traffic it could take forty five minutes to an hour and depending on the time that I leave I may miss half or a whole of of a, of a training session and have to wing it so but just just that whole balance that whole balance Thanos finding everything everything has to be in balance that's that's uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos twenty twenty for president, uh, but yeah, just that, just trying to balance everything and make sure I'm not slacking in either either category. Yeah, I think that was something that was a little difficult in the beginning when we ha- when we started having children. Yeah, it became increasingly more difficult uh, for you to find that balance. And I mean, I feel like right now you're doing a pretty decent job of finding the balance. Oh, heart shape emojis. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like that was a, a, that was definitely a challenge for you. And it was a challenge for me to have to be here all the time, but it's okay. It's what you wanted though. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, Let's not get into that. This is what you wanted. Okay. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you feel like people try to stick you in a box, um, of being kind of just a personal trainer when it comes to the fight game? Like, do you feel like people try and say, oh, he's a fighter, so he should also just only be a personal trainer. Like, I want him to teach me how to fight to be my personal trainer instead of, like, you could be a fighter, but you could also be more than a fighter. Uh, Yeah, people, I always always, uh, make people laugh and they get get, get a a fine reaction when I tell them I I graduated with an English degree. Right. And I, you know, because of the tattoos and the locks and things of that nature, you know, my long flow is locks. (laughs) <laughs> long luscious flowing dreadlocks that I have and people see that and they you know and I tell them don't let the uh ruggish exterior fool you I am educated and I do have a degree in English and they're like oh oh so and then when they actually hear me speak I can speak well um I can switch it on switch it off you know what I'm saying shout out yeah. you feel me cool code switches a lot and uh you know uh but no I can I'm I can be very diverse and you know, mix with any 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 group, any capacity, any facet. I I actually desire to use the MMA and want to be like an analyst if I can get on there and start to. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that. That's Ooh, a goal. I, breaking news. Breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> uh, but to be like a MMA analyst, you know, get on there, break down fights, break down um, positions. I've um, got my brown belt in jujitsu, so I know a lot of transitions. Wrestling for over uh, 14, 15 years now. So I know a lot of transitions, a lot of positioning that goes on, and I, I'm able because of the English degree that um, I'm able to translate that, regurgitate that back out to someone, and give them um, a aspect on what's what's going on, what's going on live. So, yeah, being an analyst is is a desire of mine to you, that I want to do one day. Do you feel like you get more publicity after you win a fight or after you lose a fight? You lose a fight, you get you get those people, you know, you get the same uh we always say it, we I hate to write that Facebook post in the morning. Uh I'm sorry, y'all. So you get people always say, Keep your head up, keep fighting, it's that same cliche. Yeah. But you know, you know how it is. After you win a fight, I'm up till four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock the next morning. Right on the phone. Cause my phone is just it's it's going crazy. It's yeah. uh then I probably gain like 200 300 more followers right. um every time you want to fight and i mean just and i mean within within reason though because you know 
you win, that's how your name gets out there. Your name gets out there in the sport. You win fights. Your name that's your, your name grows. You get a, you get a bigger name. You get a bigger uh, reputation, a bigger following. So, you know, the more fights you do win, the more publicity you get. But then when you do lose a fight, it's like you, you kind of fall. When you lose too, though. Yeah, yeah. It depends on how you lose. Depends on how you lose. I mean, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, getting knocked out, people are like, oh yeah, that, that was you in the highlight, right. you know what I'm saying? But um, losing in a war, in a battle, back and forth, you know, you'll still get some positive, positive right. uh, feedback from that. People like, because at the end of the day, it's still entertainment. Right. So people, you want to put on a show for the fans uh, to get them coming back. So even in a loss, if you have a knockdown, a slobber knocker, as they say. Of a fight, then you know you'll still gain. You still get some publicity that way too. Right. But if I had the gun to my head, it's when you win, you get the yeah. Of you course. Get more. I just wanted to ask that question because I felt like it was a decent question to yeah, ask you. Yeah. Popped in my head. So. And all my fans, you know. Yeah, all of his, all of his fans. Also, I just she didn't believe I had there. fans, y'all. Yeah, I I used to make jokes <laughs> um, when we first started about him and his fans, and I'm doing your quotes. But he does have fans. I actually. I don't manage his fan page on Facebook anymore, but I used to. And, like, the other day, I accidentally logged into it, and you had, like, 10 messages from random chicks. I'm like, hey, can you talk? And I wouldn't respond <laughs> to all of them and be like, nope. See? He can't talk. I don't even manage my page, so, uh-huh. But he does manage his personal page. Black men don't cheat. All the pages that, yeah, the faithful black male, black male community or whatever y'all call yourselves. All right, so here's another question. Did you realize that you were... In a way, becoming a business owner when you became a fighter, did you realize you were a business owner when you did this? Uh, not really. I didn't think about it like that. I just thought about being an athlete. Right. But then, I mean, the whole Conor McGregor era, um, when he brought like money and business into MMA. MMA was always a business in itself, but. Um, the this the Conor McGregor era kind of brought that into the forefront. Like, hey, this is something, and I mean, Floyd Mayweather was already doing it in boxing. Hey, this is something right. that you can Boy, use, but don't let it use you. You use it. Right. Get in, get out, get paid, make a lot of dough, and get out with your with your brain intact. So, not until really Conor McGregor came on the scene did I was like, oh, this is a business. This is a brand. This is about promoting. This is about getting putting myself out there this is about attaching myself with bigger entities to branch out and have a larger larger reach to to gain more gain a different dynamic of people and yeah all that so yeah so how is like the networking game within fighting does it matter who you connect with do you benefit more when you connect with other fighters do you benefit more when you connect with uh i guess different fight commissions or whatever do you benefit more like or promotions like how what what kind of networking have you seen to be more beneficial to fighters who are i guess a little more like above where you are uh, or just even at your level any and everybody any and everybody that has something to do with fighting is always can be beneficial um in some type of aspect because i also manage you know i manage the guys at x3 to uh, amateurs and stuff and the lower level pros and from just knowing multiple promoters for who promote different promotions um from all over i can reach out to them for different things and they may 
get like the the promoter for Valor, he gets he has a direct connect with Bellator, so he always hitting us up. Hey, you got a guy short notice for a Bellator fight here, or he's hit me up a couple times, asked me could I fight for Bellator, but it's been like, can I can you make forty five next week? And I've been like one hundred and seventy five, <laughs> seventy eight pounds. So I'm like, yeah, no, I can't make that next week. Not, next week. not in four days. No, of course not. So I mean, um, from knowing those guys to have now having a manager, um, shout out to first round management. Best management, they manage big time guys. You may know uh, Jorge Masvidal, John Jones. You know, just to name a few. Cowboy Cerrone, first round management. But yeah, having that management to speak for me, um, gaining that, just you know, so all of that, just um, has has to do with has to play has with it? Your network, yeah, with with just networking. Um, and from even um, getting sponsors, like yeah. shout, out, shout out to my boy Half the Battle, my boy Daniel Levy, right. with his podcast, his uh, fight picks, and yeah. my sponsor who um, Prototype Combat Team. Shout out to them, my sponsor who makes my clothes. You know, so finding them, and I got that through somebody else, right. um, guy named A Samples, who put me on. So and your Fighter for Life sponsor too. Yep, yeah, once again, my boy Fighter for Life, uh, my, my boy Rahman Ali. Got his gym fighter for life. Um, there, him with his, he gives me apparel and gives me another place to train. Um, so just like I said, all aspects of networking from gym owners to promoters to managers to clothing apparel. Um, just you know, and trying to get other 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 type of sponsors. So yeah, yeah. So another thing I talked about in my episode that you haven't heard yet <laughs> um, is the importance of surrounding yourself with people who are better than you at something or who maybe do do not lack where you lack. How important is that in the fight game? Oh, it's very important because they call it some being the hammer and being the nail. Right. Uh, sometimes you want to be the hammer and sometimes you want to be the nail. If you're always the hammer at a gym, you're always winning, and you're probably at the wrong gym because you don't – it's good to win, but it's also good to take those learning lessons in the gym because um, that means you're in the right place. That means you're still growing. You're still – you still have room to get better, still have room to improve. And so just with with, with that, that's like the, the epitome of it, you know. Right. Um, just – but but like I said, it is those days that you need to win. You need to build that confidence and feel good about yourself. But sometimes, especially me, I can get big headed in myself. Just I need that day. Or like, oh man, I got I got my ass kicked today. Like this little shiner I got. Yeah, little black eye I got. <laughs> right now, shout out to Robert Hell King Hell Blue Blue King MMA on IG. Follow follow my boy, my little brother. We going up. Uh, X3 TV. But uh, yeah. So just even that, he got me a black eye. And you know that kind of just, just instant reminder. Hey, keep my hands up, and right. that I'm not invincible. I still have to revert back to the fundamentals. So bringing me back down, back down to size, back down to earth. Right, because I think, and I think that that can be kind of, uh, I guess, metaphorical when you think about being a business owner and you think about running your business. Like you go to the gym, and sometimes you need to get beat up in the gym, and sometimes as a business owner you might have to go in your little box and create and be by yourself and get beat up in there and mm. be like and write down some ideas that you have. Like I talked about 
again in my podcast that you haven't heard yet. <laughs> it's not my fault. Remember that. It's not his fault. Um, I talked about maximizing your downtime. And your downtime can be in your off season. And my off season is about to begin. So, like, right now is the time where I can kind of go into my little lab and think about things that I want to do and write down ideas and figure out ways to do that. But in that same sense, I can look at things and be like, uh, no, that's not going to work. Or I might, like, pitch it to you or pitch it to my mom. My mom is the queen of beating me up in the gym. Yeah. Like, shooting my stuff down. <laughs> but not, I mean, she shoots it down, but she always has a good reason. Mm -hmm. So it's never like she's like, no, Kendra, that sucks. It's always like, uh, I don't know about that one. I used to run some things about my waist beads by my coworker. Um, when I was in the classroom, I used to run things by her a lot because she was very open and very candid with me about certain things just from a business standpoint, because her degree is actually in business management. Okay. So, um, I used to run things by her from time to time, but I think it's very important as a business owner to kind of have those moments where, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, because, and only because we're talking about you as an MMA fighter, get where you get beat up, mm -hmm. um, because it makes you better. And like you said, it, it brought you back down to earth. It helps you remember to keep your hands up. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you have to walk away with scars because you forgot. <laughs> and yeah, I think that I think that that's important. So another thing I want to ask you is how much research did you do in regard to the business and financial side of the fight game before you decided that this is what you want to do. So the business and financial side, not the fighting side. I know you did your research there, <laughs> but like the business side of it. <clears throat> um, I mean, honestly, I still sometimes a, a good a little piece of me still kind of wishes that I went the boxing route. Really? I mean, yeah, because uh, that my whole thing to fighting. Was I came in the gym and I was like, man, I'm I'm about to box. That's I started boxing first. Really? Uh, I mean, besides the wrestling and all that, besides the wrestling, um, when I came out after we graduated from Savannah State, I went to Decatur Boxing Gym is where he was at at the time. Yeah, he was going by the name Jermaine Burgess, uh, and I was with Jermaine and I started boxing with Jermaine. Right. And I was, but I remember even when we, we first started dating, you used to go, you still used to go over there. Right. I went over there a couple times. Right, right. But the, my whole thing, and I was telling Jermaine I, that I wanted to box. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm trying to be like Floyd. Not trying to be like Floyd, but I'm looking at Floyd. I'm like, Floyd. Floyd got hundreds of millions. Yeah. Boxing. Boxing is the way. I'm trying to box. Let's do it. And he's like, man, you, you got all this background in wrestling. Don't let that go to waste. MMA. I mean, and I'm like, I don't really know too many MMA fighters who are here making this Floyd Mayweather money. I mean, and then I mean, I did more more research into John John. I mean, you do have millionaires in, in MMA, especially now guys who are making multi millions. So, but I wanted to be a boxer. That was what what draw me, what drew me into fighting. So I guess it's the business wise, that's what I thought. I looked at that, the glitz and the glam of 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 the Floyd Mayweathers, the Manny Pacquiao's, the 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 Mike Tyson's the all those guys you know so that's what brought me in and wanted me wanted and enticed me to to fight that that I think that in your field and also just in small business entrepreneurship just being or even being an artist being a creative I strongly feel that people get caught up in the glitz and the glam 
and fantasizing about mm-hmm. what what can be instead of looking into what it takes to get there. And I think like now you have a lot like you have a clearer picture. You have a better idea of what it takes to get to where you want to get. Because I remember when we first started dating, you were like, I'm gonna be in the USC in the next three years. And like <laughs> I mean, Girl, I mean and it's wrong. yeah, it's not and I and I'm not saying it's like to shoot shot uh, shots fired or anything. No, no. I'm just saying it because like people fantasize about being where they want to be already. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that can kind of get in the way of you recognizing what you need to do to get there mm-hmm. in small business, in entrepreneurship, in entrepreneurship and small business, especially people fantasize about that. I get to quit my job and I get to work on my own schedule. Where would I want to wear? I don't have a boss. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And that's not necessarily true. Like, you still have, like, taxes you have to file. You still have books you have to keep. Mm-hmm. You still have all kind of paperwork. Like, it's not necessarily that you have a boss or somebody telling you what to do, but there are laws out here. That like, you got to follow or they coming for that ass. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, so, I mean, it's it's a great thing. It's a different type of freedom to be able to do your own thing. But at the same time, it takes a lot to get there. And, like, I still work a full-time job. You still work a full-time job. Like, we're still out here getting it we're not even at the point where we can be like all right i'm gonna walk away from my job because this is this is like gonna be this is supplementing my income like it's not it's not there yet and i think that that's something that people fantasize about but i think in your case and in a lot of people's cases and and even in some in my case we've had people around us to kind of speak that type of life into us and kind of help us make it make sense like so you just said jermaine who is now Ramon, um, told you you have all that background in Mm -hmm. wrestling. Don't let it go to waste. That was something that you needed at that time that you probably didn't even think about. You probably were just like, I mean, knowing you, you you were just like, no, I don't know what Jermaine talking about. I'm a box. I'm a box. But, I mean, I feel feel like he told you the right thing. I feel like it's, it's good to surround yourself with people who can see things in you that you don't necessarily see in yourself or who can see things for you that you don't necessarily see for yourself. Um, because just, you know, it always, like, if I'm writing a paper, I'm going to send it to, like, my mom to let her proofread it. Mm-hmm. Because it always it never hurts to have a second set of eyes. So I think that that's important also. I could proofread your papers, too. Just <laughs> putting that out there. You could, but you're always at the gym. English major, Savannah State, graduate, 2011 class. Okay. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, but yeah, it always it it never hurts to have somebody look over your stuff, especially as a small business owner. Um, if you know the right people, definitely have them look over your stuff, especially when it comes time for those taxes. Mm. All right, so my last question for you is, how would you encourage someone who was hoping to get into fighting? Uh, depending on how they are, if they're still high school age, I'd say wrestle, wrestle. Wrestle, do gymnastics, get some, do something that can uh, go play, run cross country, do something that's going to get you some uh, good cardiovascular. Because people who, when you're in high school, if you weren't playing football, uh, you wrestled, then you ran cross country. So 
getting that cardio, getting being able to have the uh, cardio is the biggest thing in this sport. It is pretty much. It's 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 a huge uh a huge aspect in this sport. So if you're in high school age, wrestle. Um, like I said, cross country. If you're out of high school, out of college, um, and you're just looking to get into it, then go to a gym. Go to your local gym. Take up and and start doing jujitsu. The, the trifecta: jujitsu, uh, Muay Thai, and boxing. You're gonna need those three. Muay Thai and boxing. Yeah, yeah. You might say, well, why do I need to take boxing if I'm still doing Muay Thai? Don't they? It doesn't have you know boxing in it, but it doesn't focus on the the sweet the sweet science it doesn't give give you the aspects mm-hmm. it doesn't break it down fully because they have to worry about the other seven limbs so muay thai jujitsu um boxing and of course wrestling but in in jujitsu you're going to learn some type of wrestling too so get in there get those three learn those if, if you're at a good gym they're going to make you they're not going to let you fight before you can at least get your blue belt which I think is is needed. So get in there, get your blue belt, get to a gym. Getting to a gym is is the first step because, yeah, it's cool to say you fight at the house and you watch YouTube videos and all that. That sounds good. <laughs> you should see how many people come to the gym. That are YouTube brown That are YouTube black belts. <laughs> YouTube ready to be the next UFC kind of beat Conor McGregor. I'm, I'm ready to beat Conor McGregor. Yeah, all right, bro. Um, you put your mouthpiece in there wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying so. Find a gym, train, and that that finding a gym is the is the number one. Getting to a gym and being consistent. Uh, a lot of people, especially like I said, being in the gym business, a lot of people show up. We get those people who come and they're motivated for the first month, first month and a half, and then after that they fall off. They they're coming to practice once a month now, and all of a sudden they're gone. So find a gym and be consistent. Before I go, have you guys heard about the benefits of sea moss? Apparently, CMOS has 92 minerals out of the 102 minerals needed in your body on a daily basis. It's a great energy boost, great for your skin, for your hair, great for your digestive system, and apparently it's an aphrodisiac. It helps regenerate weak cells and improves brain function. If you're looking for some CMOS, check out the Jamaicatarian on Facebook. He's selling CMOS gels and he has several different flavors like peach mango lemonade, strawberry lemonade, pineapple ginger, soursop passion fruit, guava pineapple, soursop ginger, honey elderberry, and he also has ginger and turmeric as add-ins as well. Again, check out the Jamaicatarian on Facebook. He adds a little bit of Jamaican into every one of his recipes. Thank you guys for joining me again on another episode of Kendra's Treasures. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Kendra's Treasure underscore 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 chest. (laughs) On Twitter, K double underscore underscore. And go check out my website, www.kendrastreasures.com. Also, you can follow me on YouTube, Kendra's Treasures. Thanks for tuning in.